This is a Village Soundcast Network original production. Hi, I'm Mike Campbell, artistic director and founder of Huff, the Halifax Urban Folk Festival. And this is HuffCast, a limited-run podcast showcasing the best and brightest artists coming to Huff this year. Please join me as I chat with artists performing this year's 10th anniversary edition. Today, I'll be talking to a guy who is right at the top of the East Coast rock and roll food chain. Even though he's won too many East Coast Music Awards to count, as well as the 2014 Juno for Rock Album of the Year, he might very well be most excited to be a member of Matthew Sweet's Halifax All-Star Band during Huff this year. Let's hear what Matt Mays has to say from Toronto. Mays? Hi. How's it going, bud? Hi, Mike. What's going on? Oh, nothing much. I thought that you'd either uh, turn your phone off, run over it with your truck, uh, fallen in the lake. Well, as a matter of fact, I, I did all of that stuff, but I managed to get it out and, <laughs> and call you back. So. Oh, that's very good. Thanks so much. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting better, bud. Good, man. <laughs> so what's happening with you, bud? Uh, not much. Just uh, making lots of music and playing lots of shows, you know, doing the do. Mm-hmm. Are you, like, well into writing songs for the next record, or are you still obsessed with this one no no i uh i'm uh i was done with it the day i released it but i'm <laughs> well 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 moved on um yeah no I'm, I'm going in every like every day usually um working on new stuff i got a lot of new stuff um so sort of just picking what i want to kind of put out and, and uh yeah just kind of taking advantage of the this new, new fun times of music where you can just kind of put stuff out uh who are you hanging out with musically there now that you're a toronto guy Right. Um, I, I'm still kind of a, a bit of a, a loner studio rat guy. <laughs> ah. I go in by myself and I, uh, yeah, but I mean, I, I've, I've been, um, I kind of hang out with quite a few musicians around here and stuff, but I just, I don't know. I just, uh, I just seem to kind of just end up geeking out alone, which is what I've always kind of done, I guess. But, uh, and all the boys I play with there in these coasts, right. So, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's kind of my it's kind of my routine. Well, you're doing your you're doing your usual run of um, uh, shore club shows, all sold out within days. And uh, I mean, I've sort of been counting on that recently because it puts you back in the Halifax area, in proximity to the Halifax Urban Folk Festival, <laughs> and um, uh, I think that's worked out nicely for both of us. Yeah, I think so too, man. I mean, it's proven to in the past and uh, has yet again, you know. It's uh, it's, uh, I, it's usually always the best time of year and magical things do usually magically happen around that time of year in Nova Scotia. They have once again. <laughs> right. So um, you were the first person I texted. No, actually, you were the second person I texted after uh, we confirmed Matthew Sweet for this year's festival. First one was uh, Paul Boudreau, our pal, Paul, from you know the yeah. late, late, great Tribeca and many awesome bands here in Halifax. Um, what did you think when you got that text from me saying that, I, that I'd confirm Matthew Sweet? I'm a lot, am I allowed to swear on here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can definitely say it. <laughs> I think it was just the holy fucking shit and like capital letters or whatever. Because, you know, you know me, I come over to the tiki in the middle of the night and just demand that I get to play Magic Suite. And, <laughs> and uh, it was once Teenage Fan Club 
two and you managed to bring Norma Blake around. Yeah, I was, I was incredibly shocked. I know we talked about it and, and it was always like sort of like a pipe dream or whatever, but, uh, I was like, Oh my God, he did it again. <laughs> and, uh, he, he brought my, uh, one of my all time heroes into to back to Halifax. Can you tell me that, uh, that story that you told me at the Tiki about Matthew Sweet and high school and all that stuff? Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, discovered him uh, pretty early on and, uh, I just, um, I don't know, his music really kind of resonated with me because it's always so, so unique, and it really is. I mean, um, I, you know, it's when you're that age and you sort of you kind of realize that uh, you, you learn three chords in the guitar and then you realize that you can kind of play most of, you know, the, the people I like kind of use the same chords. And, and it's this really exciting time and you're like, holy shit, like I can kind of figure these songs out. And then... Um, um, I kind of just ended up doing that with a lot of, you know, like Dylan and Neil and, uh, a lot of three chord wonders, like, like those dudes. But then I discovered Matthew Sweet, who was just sort of like younger and cooler. And he still had this edge. He was singing like love tunes, pop, really super poppy tunes. And I had a four track and I learned how to overdub harmonies. And, and uh, I was a big Beach Boys fan. And he was sort of like a new sort of Beach Boys to me because he was, you could tell he had the same influences. So he became like a superhero to me. And um, I was mowing, I remember like mowing lawns and I think most of my ear damage I've done was with my Sony sports Walkman with <laughs> Alter Beast on 12 over a lawnmower for three summers straight, you know, but uh, you know, I, I, uh, I learned all the tunes and yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, you know, I've read the liner notes that he played bass and all these other instruments on it. And I was like, wow, you can actually do that. So I bought a bass and, uh, sort of kind of learn how to get by on the bass guitar and overdub things on my little four track. And so he was a, just a huge influence. And, uh, and uh, he just kept putting up these great records and soundtracks in my high school and my breakups and relationships and everything. He was right there alongside. So sort of, uh, I, have, I can't believe I get to meet him, let alone play in his band. <laughs> Did you tell me that uh, you performed a Matthew Sweet song for an audition for a high school play? I did. I did. Uh, I almost forgot. For I, I auditioned for my musical a bunch of years, and I I never got any roles. Like that. So I, but I, I did. Um, I did almost forgot in grade twelve for Man of La Mancha, I believe, but I didn't get in. <laughs> I never got in. I was always back in the chorus. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, well, Matthew's. Uh, did you see the email I say the final set list that Matthew approved? He dumped some I did, songs. yeah. Oh, but I thought I'm just I'm still happy. With, I just and the new those those other songs are great too. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I think it's a really good set list. I think it was wise, you know, put some new stuff in there. And, and uh, I'm I'm pumped that he was like more concerned with like making sure his amp sounded to be. You know, I'm glad that he still cares about that stuff. I thought that was great. Yeah, and he's also. Uh, Referring to uh, you, who he doesn't know yet, as the lead guitar player. You know, I, I, uh, yeah, I, I threw up all over the place when I read that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm actually at the practice. I mean, I know all these songs, but I, you know, I was like, he's got like the best lead guitar players of all time playing on all those records. So it's like, and live, you know, gunslingers. So 
But I've never been one to turn down a challenge, Mike, so... I understand <laughs> that, bud. I'm really looking forward to uh, hearing you take a shot at that stuff, and I know it's going to be great. <laughs> and I'm sure Matthew plays... He'll play his share of lead stuff, too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've been watching, I've been studying up already on like YouTube videos of recent shows, and uh, I think I'm I think I'm handling most of the leads. Oh, but, man. Uh, but I'll be ready. Yeah. I'm not scared. <laughs> I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you're a perfect person to talk to about the all-star band concept because, um, because you've already done it. That you mentioned playing with Norman Blake from Teenage Fan Club, and I remember when I told you I got Norman Blake, you also freaked out, uh, but mm. also said, you know, I don't really need to do a whole lot of rehearsing. I know all these songs inside out. Um, what was it like being a member of, you know, a typical all-star and a, maybe it's an atypical all-star band because it was Norman Blake after all? But uh, what was that experience like for you? Well, it, it was, I mean, I guess initially it started out as like a, just fear of meeting one of your heroes, you know? And I think um, Norman being so cool, like we went to, I mean, we went to Damien, the Melatones jam spot, and we were like, you know, it's a really great little jam spot, but we were like, this is Norman Blake, man, you know? And he like, he like carried in his own amp and his guitar and carried upstairs. And, but he was just so nice and put us to ease so uh, rapidly, which, um, I think is the key to making good music is, is making sure everybody's in a good zone. And, and he, uh, he's just, anybody who's met him knows that he's probably the nicest guy on the planet. So, uh, it's it just sort of right from then on, we felt really super comfortable with him and, and, uh, we were, you know, in a little circle and playing these, playing these legendary songs, um, soundtrack to our life kind of songs. And, uh, we were all kind of like giddy and smiling at each other, like, holy shit, this is uh, happening. We're, you know, we're playing the concept in a little barn on Allen Street. You know? <laughs> um, and with, uh, but not in a cover band, you know, but, uh, so yeah, so that was sort of it. I mean, we just felt super easy peasy right out of gates and, you know, before the show, he was really cool. And so I, I thought we really pulled it off well too. And they're, they're, they're not easy songs. They sound easy, but they're not, that's what's cool about them. Especially doing, you know, four part harmonies while doing yeah. some weird changes and things. And, and, um, but I thought it went really well, but I think it was just because, uh, he put it just at ease and, and, uh, you know, yeah, you kind of knows how it's done. That played for the room. It was really, really one of the most amazing nights of my life. That's for sure. Well, Norman certainly had a great time because he kept me up at the tiki till eight o'clock in the morning once. I told him. <laughs> I drove him. I think I drove him home. Oh, I wasn't drinking back then, and, and uh, I was late for the party. And I was like, "John, you're let's home, buddy." He's like, "Sure." And I was like. Drive, driving him back to the Delta, and I was like, "This is crazy!" Like I'm in the car by myself, Norman Blake. I'm, I almost trying to make out with him. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told him flat out he couldn't move to Halifax because we do this every night, and we'd both die <laughs> yeah. young. But his, yeah. but you know, his interest in um, his interest in in other. Well, he wanted to hear lots of new music, so I remember playing him. Paul Boudreaux's uh, Cool Blue Halo Kangaroo record, and he was totally into it. And of course, oh, Paul, Paul's that, playing yeah. Paul's playing in his band, and you could definitely yeah. tell that they'd listened to a lot of Teenage Fan Club. Uh, yeah. So, but you know, he was super into hearing uh, uh, 
all about the Halifax music scene and all the rest of it, and he'd never been here before. I'm hoping he'll come back at some point. Um, yeah, I think he might. I was with, uh, we went out after the, the after they played in Toronto. Uh, we went out for some beers after I was with Bernie Canning and a few other people, and uh, and uh, he was saying how much fun he had and was trying to convince him to come back. And I, I, uh, I think it's probably looking pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that's another thing that we hope this happens um, for, you know, we bring these people here. We hope, A, they have a good time. But the all-star band experience, I think, sort of uh, helps to submerge them in the music culture out here. And I'm always curious about, you know, friendships that have sprung up between musicians that played here. I know Alejandro Escovedo was trying to steal Ryan Stanley. <laughs> after he played, you know, <laughs> yeah. which Ryan lost his mind about. But, you know, all those guys were very uh, super impressed with the musicianship. And I often wonder, um, because I won't book anybody unless they will play with an all-star band. Right. But, you know, I think that's got to be, you know, a reasonable leap of faith to trust that we'll be able to do something that will, you know, do their work justice. You know, if the situation was reversed and somebody in some some town in the United States you'd never been to wanted to get you there, but put an all-star band together for you, for you to play your material, would that freak you out? No, I think it would be the opposite. I think it would be uh, really, um, I don't know, it would be kind of gratifying or I feel like uh, kind of touched, I guess, you know, yeah. that these these, these these people would kind of get together and just uh, love the music and and I think it's just again it's a really great uh, really great ingredients or great recipe for uh, for a good night of music and because the crowd can read that that stuff too and and uh, if you bring a bunch of you know like crusty band that shows up and they're like let's just play or whatever or they just get off the plane and they're like you know it's going to be probably depending on how pro they are or or how how crusty they are washed up or whatever. You never know. Some of these, some of these, uh, sh- you know, shows you, you see people play, but, uh, I think having the excitement of the band, uh, you know, having a hero come in and play. And then I think as somebody that would join in, it would be pretty touching. And I think it was sort of something they probably had never done before. So I think, I think a lot of artists who kind of make it to that level, they're always up for a challenge and love pushing themselves. So, you know, I think uh, I think it's a really good template. This this uh, all star band thing, and the fact that uh, now you're starting to get some momentum with this, or or a bit of uh, I guess um, a bit more of uh, sort of sway with newer artists having legends like Alejandro and Matthew Sweet, Norma Blake, and the tons more you've had, um, so that people can see, oh yeah, who you know, maybe that's why Matthew Sweet did it because you saw that one of his heroes, Norma Blake. Uh, you know, uh, played it, you know, so it's, you get a lot, the, the more people play, the more you're going to get, and it's going to turn into a real thing, you know. Well, we're kind of, um, uh, I think you're right. I think that's one of the things, you know, again, the whole all-star band thing was just a complete necessity being the mother of invention. Nobody tours here anymore, um, you know, and t- t- hardly anybody toured here when you were living here and starting out. Um, but now it's bleak. Like people don't 
come yeah. out here. They don't they don't tour the Maritimes. They certainly don't do it with a band. Yeah. Uh, so being able to at least convince this principal songwriter to come and then be able to you know put a band behind them that not only will not be embarrassing but will blow them away. And I don't think we've had a situation where anybody who's played hasn't been completely freaked out by how good everybody is. And maybe yeah. th- maybe that had something to do with Matthew coming. I mean, I've suggested it to his agent before and mostly just got, ah, <laughs> no, that's never happened. Right, yeah. And this year right. when they sent a list out, he was on it. And uh, that's the one that the agent came back with and said, Matthew's actually looking for stuff. So maybe our timing was great or something. Um, right. But he's coming and I'm so, you know, like I'm super thrilled that you're going to be able to be in the all-star band again because <laughs> I love the fact that you do it, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, let's, yeah, let's make one thing clear to everybody who's listening to this. Uh, the people in the bands are not doing this for the money because the payday is not exactly spectacular. <laughs> well, getting to play with uh, Matthew Sweet is probably the, the best pay I've ever gotten. <laughs> 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 you know? And I like the fact that the artist so far, and I haven't had anybody to the contrary, is so completely open to taking our suggestions for set lists and that kind of thing, you know? Yeah, that's been pretty cool. Like, you know, like Norman, I was like, you know, you never know. It's just like, is it going to be you know, just a bunch of new stuff, which is all great still. But, you know, you want to play this, some of the, you know, the older stuff that, you know, it's kind of has that sort of sentiment and uh, the comfort level stuff. But yeah, that was cool that Magic Sweet's like, yeah, I tell them to send in a list of what they want to do. And he kind of threw a few others in, but it's pretty much stuck to it. He's like, all right, let's do those. And, you know, I think that's pretty class act too, you know, knowing that we're all kind of excited to, to come and, and uh, the fact that uh, he's down to play what we kind of all, are into playing the most. Yeah, and you're going you know, to um, cool. you're going to be involved in another first, which is uh, two nights because we've never done it before. Uh, so, do you think the band's going to be exponentially better the second night? Uh, I don't know. It's, I, playing live is weird, man. It's like you never know. Like I, I don't. Uh, it's uh, all all depends on the crowd because crowds, even in the same city, can be like so different night by night so it's just it's probably going to be equally special but maybe very different you know but uh i think bottom line is we'll have our we'll have our act together and uh, uh but i think it'll just be different but equally special but i'm not sure if it'll be better or worse. <laughs> i don't i don't think one show because with me i just got to go into this weird zone and i don't know if i'm learning a lot when i'm in that zone right you know uh, so i don't i don't know uh, I, I can't speak for um for the other guys but um uh, I don't know. I think uh, bottom line is both both nights will be uh, pretty special and I think different and awesome. And you know that's why we do it. I think that's why it's cool doing the double headers because it's just fun to get more people in there. And and uh, well, those shows sold out. Like the first show sold out in fifteen minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and the second show sold out in less than an hour. And we probably could have done another one. Um, uh, I'm just excited. Well, I'm excited for that, obviously. I think there's enough Matthew Sweet freaks in the city. And hopefully we'll be shooting it so um, people will be able to see it if they didn't make it in the room. And a lot yeah. of people didn't. Uh, uh, but, you know, you'll at least get to rehearse and stuff. When we first started this, uh, there wasn't the bands all met at Soundcheck Day of Show. 
So that was Willie Nile's band, uh, Robert Hitchcock's band, Alejandro Escovedo's band, David Lowry from Cracker's band. They all met on the Carlton stage at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, day of show. Would that be a little hairy, do you think? Um, no, I'm always up for that. <laughs> oh, man. Go. I, I just know the song so well that I know... Uh, I, I mean, it would be it would be a bit of a, be a wild ride, that's for sure. But um, uh, I think I think we could get through it. And you know, I know uh, I know that uh, the, the guys know the songs really well too. And I think we'd be up for the challenge. But I, I, I mean, if that has to happen, we, we could do it. But I would I would uh, go on there full force and try my best. But uh, I sound like a hockey player right now. But, uh, Give 110 you percent. Know, I'll go up there and try to keep the coach happy. Uh, um, <laughs> no, um, no, but I, I, you know, some a little rehearsal goes a long way. So it'd be nice to get out there and have put the puck in the net. How many songs are on that set list? Fifteen. Yeah, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. I yeah, got a feeling like that's that. not going to be enough. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It'd be kind of fun for him to like stump the band with some oldies, you know, oh, yeah. and see, uh, you know. Like you know, call out some weird, obscure one, and and uh, that's I think where I could really shine. You know, I think I could really sort of do the old uh, the old lotto, the old Matthew Sweet lotto. I think any whatever ball they pull out of that thing, just read the, the the name of the song. I think I could probably play it. Ah, hopefully I just didn't screw myself. <laughs> ah. <laughs> well, Matt, you suggested it, so here it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, when Alejandro Escovedo was here the first time. Uh, they'd run out of songs, so but the crowd was not going anywhere. They had to do something, and uh, Al just called out uh, all the young dudes, and off he went. Except some of the <laughs> like the female backup singers were young; they had no clue, didn't know the chorus, didn't know anything. So they kind of train wrecked it. But uh, uh, I'm pretty sure Al's going to do it again, uh, or he'll do. Ian Hunter's I Wish It Was Your Mother or something, Mott the Hoople. Uh, but right. I suppose Matthew's got enough of those uh, cool cover tunes that you guys would know all of them. That's anyway. a good point, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. He knows a lot of those ones. Yeah. yeah. Well, you yeah. know, in the best of all possible worlds, um, you know, I think I think it's been hugely important. And it's, I mean, it's selfish on my part because I like to go see entertainment, and there just isn't enough of it in Halifax. So it's fairly self-serving for me to be flying these artists in here. But at the same time, you know, I think it's important that they come here to this city, and that we can establish some kind of a relationship with them while they're here, and then they can go out in the world and talk about it, and then maybe more people will come, which is the mo for a lot of this. But if you had your choices and you were calling me about, or I was calling you, because that's how that would work, um, right. to, say, to say, hey, Matt, you know, um, I'm just starting to get some ideas for booking people for Huff for the next couple of years. You know, who would you really like to see here? Who do you think that would be great if we could get them? And obviously, there's lots of those people, but we have to think of the ones that we actually have a chance of that happening with. You think of anybody off the top of your head I should go after? There's this band that I'm really into right now called Dope Lemon. Mm -hmm. And they have this song called Marinade that it's, I, don't, I haven't listened to another song, I don't think, in three months. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. As far as like what I'm into right now and who I think what, what I'd love to see would be them Dope Lemon. They're from Australia. So it might be a bit of a 
the plane tickets might be a bit steep, but uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, that would be. Uh, I think that'd be my pick. Yeah. Well, we've already got Matthew Sweet and Norman Blake, so those are two off your bucket list. But you know, who, yeah. if I could get them here, would you play with, or just lose your mind if we had the opportunity? Um, I think maybe Evan Dando. Oh yeah, Lemonheads. Yeah, I think. I mean, uh, I'm a big, huge fan of his, and I actually saw him at uh, at Leeds the other night. Just like, blew my blew my mind. Or maybe uh, maybe Tommy Stinson. Right. You know, he's doing some really great solo stuff these days. Bash and pop. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. But I would sort of, as far as sort of keeping it in the, that sort of same sort of vein, I guess. Those mm-hmm. guys, uh, and I know they were touring together too. So, Well, Evan's um, probably doable. Dave, yeah. I was thinking about Dave Edmonds. That'd be good. Yeah. But. Yeah, that would be good. And, uh, and I was thinking about Nils Lofgren. I think he'd be good too. Oh, dude! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, let's find, let's work on finding somebody that knows Nils, because Baldwin's positive that he would come, but we'll have to find somebody with an insight. I think track. he would come too. Yeah. Well, I know that uh, Lowell from Winter Sleep has been playing with Jake Clemens, and oh. uh, he's, he's good buddies with Jake, who must be in with Nils. So we can get maybe get Jake to come up with Nils too, because Jake's got a great live show these days. And Lowell plays with Jake, and it's all you know, it's all uh-huh. big family these days. And, well, interesting. You, know, you so should there could say be a couple. You know. Yeah, interesting. You should say Jake, because that's my angle too. Because you know my friend Mark Rajat from the Empire Theater in Belleville. Yeah. Mark who owns that. He plays with Jake. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he's uh, he's up and around that way. Yeah. 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 So somebody, yeah, we'd have to we'd have to use Jake to get to Mills. <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Right. What's the rest of your day look like today, Matt? Well, um, I'm going to see my shrink, and then I'm going to take my dog to the park, and then I'm going in the studio for the rest of the night, trying to bang out some hits. All right. Well, I like <laughs> That's to my see... day. Another another day in the life. Yeah. All right. Well, I like to see that the work ethic is still with you, my friend. We're looking forward to hearing new stuff, and we're looking forward to seeing you way to get here. Can't wait. Thanks, Mike. I uh, I'm really looking forward to it, man. And uh, thanks for the opportunity once again, man. Elliot. Yeah, pretty much everything. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem, my friend. Say hi to everybody I know. I will, bud. Okay. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Mike. Bye. That's our show for today. Big thanks to Matt May's lead guitar player in the Matthew Sweet Halifax All-Star Band. Also thanks to Joel Plaskin for the use of our theme music, Village Sound, and to you, the music fan, for giving it a listen. This was a Village Soundcast Network original production. 